is the Rebel Author Podcast, where we talk about books, business, and occasionally bad words. Hello, Rebels, and welcome to episode 15 of The Black Heron. Today, we are having a good old gossip. We do have a book this time, but we aren't setting a particular deadline, just because we're both quite busy at the moment. But the book of the month is Write a Must Read by A.J. Harper. That's Write a Must Read by A.J. Harper. Enjoy the episode. Well, hello, Sasha Black. Hello, darling. How are you? I'm good. I feel like you are sliding into home, coming in hot, as it were. Uh, yes, literally, like, just come back from being bent like a pretzel at the chiropractor. And actually, today was the closest I've ever gotten to punching him because oh. he stuck an acupuncture needle in a very sore, um, what did he call it? I can't remember. It's like the top of my bicep, the ligament inside my shoulder. And I literally was like, <laughs> and he was like, you want to punch me? And I was like, Yes. The way I learned it, though, the 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 more the needle twinges and sings, the more it needs to be there. You know, that one that one needs to be there. Yeah, I was really worried that like I'd done some kind of really severe damage and that like because my shoulder felt like it was going to pop out. And then at other times it was feeling like it was locking. And I was like, I, I must have like ground bone or something in there. I've done something to cut, whatever. And he was like, nope, you've just overloaded your bicep of all things. And then he was like, I bet you're not stretching, are you? And I was like, so here's my habit. I do all the leg stretches and everything else. And then I like get up and leave when it's the arm stretches. And I was like, how dare you catch me out? <laughs> so I guess what I'm going to do from now on. <laughs> I have always had this theory that stretches are bullshit. Like why, why stretch? You know, but I know they're not, but my body also leaps. Just no, I'm done. But yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I always thought that stretching was bullshit too. Because I'm super bendy. So I was like, Me yeah, too. yeah. 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 On the on the stretching, you know. No, apparently, apparently it works. You know what? I don't think stretching is good for people who are impatient because you have to be patient <laughs> when you're stretching. And I don't give not getting anything out of it. Like yoga is not for me. I have tried multiple times. Yoga is not for me. I I I love yoga and I have I have a 10 minute routine I do every day because I cannot do 90 minutes. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that you do it, but like I do feel like it is like you say, a patient person's exercise though. <laughs> is that your is that your like discipline? Like, are you trying to discipline yourself into doing it? Is that like <laughs> yes, that is exactly okay. it. That is, okay. and I, and my, and my discipline on coach and strength is really low. So I don't do it every day, but I do feel but so almost like a, when I do it. Like a competition you in your brain, you're like, you can't do it. Therefore you it, have to do it. It is connected to the meditation app on my phone, like in my brain ah, and, and the okay. meditation app, I get a, a red check and I'm trying to get as many as I can. And if I'm already seated on the floor, I could just roll over and start doing things. But ah. if I don't meditate, I don't do the yoga thing. Oh, that's so interesting. Habit it's all chained. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is absolutely habit stacking. Yeah. So how are you? What's going on with you in your world? I am putting on a brave face. I have had, I have been better. Talk <laughs> yeah, to I me. Oh, I, I can't talk about it too much because I'll probably just cry and I've done enough of that today. Um, I don't know. I think, I think that like I'm, I haven't been ever been diagnosed with SADS, you know, like the winter mm-hmm. blues or whatever it is. But I definitely don't cope as well with anything in the winter. So I think that's part of it. Like in this hemisphere, we are now going into winter. Yeah. Um, so that's probably not helping. And then just like there's, you know, when you just have like bad mental health weeks, I think that is just what's happened. And then I think, you know, obviously like all oh, the imposter syndrome, all the like the anticipation and build up to Vegas, like all of that is really heavily weighing now. Like we are like 10 days out. I don't actually know. Mm. Uh, yeah, like 10 days out from me going, oh God. And um, yeah, so that's been tricky. There's been a few other like, you know, every so often you sort of get a bit lonely in this job, like that's sort of weighing on me a little bit. And just, yeah, also launch day crash. I don't know how you cope with launches. Like I, I ignore, absolutely love I the ignore launches and I never do any build up or anything. So like nothing happens. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I well, I love the build up. Crash. Yeah. 
but hate the day like hate it I haven't even posted on social media yet and it's 20 to 8 at night so when that's is very unlike day? me today, today? I, I have only I've checked my rank once this is so unlike me I am normally like like the like wanking over the refresh button you know like hit it on repeat <laughs> come on come on come on come on hit it, hit it, hit it. Uh, yeah, so I know that I'm not in a good place yeah. because that's not how I behave on a launch. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just just in a tough, tough place up here, I'm and sorry, no, and right. all like first world shit. You know, it's nothing. First world shit is still shit. Like we we never have to compare any of the way that we're feeling to anything that is elsewhere or outside our own worlds. Have you ever? I mean, this is a this is an easy easy thing to do. But have you ever ordered one of those lights? the i call it i call no, it a grow light but well so i yeah so i know it's lots of people frown on it but i do tend to use sunbeds in the winter mm-hmm. and they do make a difference to me like dramatic difference i haven't yes. been on them yet so i might go and actually do that tomorrow actually that's but, a really good but idea. the thing about a sunbed is you cannot do it for 10 minutes every single day in the morning oh God, no. and i do it like twice a week yeah so i got one of those because i was trying to i i don't have sad i don't think um but I was trying to regulate some sleeping stuff. And so I bought I bought a cheap one on Amazon years ago and I would just set it up. And as soon as I woke up, I would set it. And there's a certain way you do it. I like, a, I can't remember. It's like a 45 degree angle to your face. And then, but you're looking straight ahead. So I would just put it on my desk and it would shine at me for 10 or 15 minutes. And it changed so much. And it was like a $50 thing. Just well, go one yeah. click one. It can't hurt. Yeah, no, well, it's funny. I think you're right. We were walking around Ikea the other day and I was, I said to Chloe, do you know, I really need some more lights in my room. Yeah. So I definitely think, and I didn't even connect it to me for us going in. Like, so I really think that oh there, there probably gosh, is something, is there? Yeah, because I was like, I would, oh, can we put like, you know, more lights around the bookcase? Or I just need more light. Because this yeah. office, our garden is south facing. So we get like so much light in there. But my office is the opposite side of the house. So this room is really quite, dark all of the time and, and you are though, in there all of the time and, I, and I'm in here all of the time yeah exactly yeah. so I was saying and also the light the lamps that I've got in here are yellow so they're dim as well and um yeah so I do think I need some more light and of course that, I could I think... just leave my house but then that involves people wait <laughs> stop what are you doing no, um, I cannot hear them Oh, he's scratching my carpet and now he's biting my foot. But um, we he's a naughty boy. And I'll just but, clip his claws shorter if he keeps doing that. And I say we, I say me, I say it's a really Chloe. She just, you know, <laughs> so, but every couple of weeks they just need trimming. Otherwise he gets all scratchy. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. just kidding. Yeah, no, I think you should get one. Put it on your desk. The other advantage that it had for me, I don't use it here because this is such a bright, bright, bright. I have the opposite thing um, in my office. But it was also a really good light for um, videos. Because it had separate levels. So I would do like the bright level in the morning to reset my clock. And then I would just turn it on like a different level. I had it. I so had little... is there is there is there something specific in the light or is it just a bright light? No, it's I think it is something specific in the wavelength of the light that you are receiving. So it's not right. just illumination and it is the direction in which it like hits your Hits your, I think it's something about the way it hits your eyes and gets in, you know, I, that's super science Yeah, Yeah. do good. Oh, because I was like, I have a diva light. I could just go and get my diva ring and like turn it up because it's like the power of 5,000 suns the minute you turn it on. I think that couldn't, I think that could not hurt. I mean, Google, Google how long to do it and when, because I think you want to do it within a certain amount of time of waking up to to set the melatonin production and all of that. Well, okay. All right. I will. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that does, that's, that's just a, a little band aid that I'm offering you. And it sounds like you're having a rough time. Well, you know, like the thing is, it's really, it's really difficult when these things happen, when everything else is going great, you know, like yesterday, I feel like such a fucking wanker talking about this. My uncle brought a private jet. <laughs> okay. And then he came, he came into my mum's house on Saturday and was like, oh, I'm going to Barcelona. Do you want to? And I was like, yes, yes, yes. I want to go. Yes. And um, so yesterday, the three of us got on a private jet and went to Barcelona for the day. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, That's there are some amazing... rad. It was wild, let me tell you. But like, this is the thing about mental health. Yes. 
it has nothing to do with the the outside circumstances. Absolutely nothing. It does not mean that you couldn't do that and enjoy it in the moment, but in the background, like your operating system is not operating. And no matter what, what, what um, apps you're running on it, the operating system is still down. Yes. And that is how I feel. Exactly. That is how, and I don't often feel like this, which is why it's really difficult because, well, it's difficult for anybody at any point, but I find it particularly difficult because I do run at 10,000 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Me too. All of the time. So yep. yeah, I sort of get a bit like, what the fuck when this happens? So yeah, but I'll be fine. I'll come out of it. It'll be fine. I, yeah, I, I, I know you will, number one. And number two, you don't have, I mean, like, I would like to say something that I have been working with for the last couple of years, but like, and you will hate this and I hate this, but when I feel like shit, one of the best things that I could do is like, accept it rather than trying to fix it. Oh yeah. <laughs> if if, if she didn't punch her acupuncturist, oh she's going to punch me. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I don't understand. Can I just fix everything? <laughs> it can get. I'm, I'm realizing. I'll talk about myself for a moment. How's that? I'll, um, I'll, we, we can deflect onto me. Like I realize that I try to fix everything, and that I know that I can fix everything, and um, yeah. it's not going to be hard. And I'm going to try. And then I end up trying to fix the same thing over and over and over because I fix it for one hour, but it comes back two hours later, and. Lately, the thing that I have found has been the best for me in fixing any kind of mental health or just like this, the the dread, you know, the 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 dread of whatever is coming is getting in bed with a book in the middle of yeah. the day for an hour or two. And then I can tell myself, I'm still doing my job. I must read these books. But I tell you, my book reading has gone way up and getting in the bed and putting in earplugs for an, like when I should be having like a lunch break, but I don't, I get in the bed and I don't try to fix it. I'm being with it, you know? Yeah. See, giving yourself a lunch break, that's probably something I should do. I'm, I'm incredibly bad at it. I've just been really trying to do it for the last few weeks. <laughs> I don't even yeah. think of it. It doesn't occur. I stand in the kitchen. I put peanut butter on a banana and that's my lunch. <laughs> I'm trying yeah, not I to should... do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's what you used to do. No, that's what I've always done. No. Yeah. I I eat standing. I sit down for breakfast and for dinner, but usually lunch or any snacks. I'm just sitting, just in the standing in the kitchen. Yeah. Shoving some ingredients into my face that will allow me to keep working. Yes. (laughs) Oh yes. Now that I relate to. (laughs) That, yeah, that I relate to. Uh, It's that mindless also. I like, don't care. It's just fuel. I'm just, I hate food. Oh I no! Like, I yeah, I love I, fix, I love food. I I love food, but I do so. I do try to keep it away from the desk. Like that's the that's the bridge too far. I I do not eat at the desk unless I absolutely have to, and then I do. But I right. do stand up and eat ingredients. Yeah. Like I will not yeah. make a quesadilla, but I'll eat a piece of cheese and a tortilla. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Don't have time for this. <laughs> oh God, you're after my heart. <laughs> Oh, that's totally me. I'm like, uh, how much of it is this going to mean? No, we'll just eat the ingredients separate. Can of black beans, that'll do. <laughs> can of tuna. A lot of times it's a can yeah, of tuna for yeah. me. But, yeah. but I guess what I'm getting at is like, this will pass. And, and sometimes it just requires acceptance and continuing to do what we can do. But yeah. Not you don't have to expect yourself to feel brilliant tomorrow because you figured it out today, and that's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It will be okay. It will be okay. It, it's just, it's just a bad week. It'll talk to me about bad. the talk to me about the launch and the run up. Was was any of that fun? <laughs> um. Oh God. Let's talk about what I learned. Okay, I love that. Yeah. So um, having watched lots of other people launch very similar times to me, the people who are, so like writing one couple across the series do a lot better in fantasy than interconnected standalones. Mm. And I think the main reason for that is cliffhangers. 
Um, so I think that, well, I don't think, I know, because I'm already 8,000 words into the next book, um, that I am going to write one couple this time and just hope that I don't lose my mind doing that because I like new and different. Yeah. And the thought of writing the same couple for like, oh, I don't know, like 300,000 words is not the funnest thing I've ever thought of. Um, but we'll see. Like, maybe it will be okay. Um, so, yeah, that's one thing that I've learned. And, um, yeah, so I think that's probably the big thing that I've learned. Even though we do see, like, in contemporary romance or, like, small-town romance, we see all of these interconnected, like, brothers, right? A group of seven brothers or a group of six sisters or whatever, um, or, or a squad in the army. So it obviously works there, but I don't think it's quite filtered into fantasy. So whilst the series has done great, it's not grown in the way that I have seen other people grow. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is about the fact that this is just the one series with a brand new pen name. And the other part of that is about how I structure the series. So yeah, it, it's been, and I could be wrong. And the reason I'm not sure is because when you look at the market for sapphic in air quotes books, they're all standalone. Really? And so, yeah, like if you look at the market, that you know the most popular books in the sapphic genre are contemporary romance, yeah, yeah, and they are all yeah. standalone. Yeah, the one exception I can think of is no, that's not true. Well, I was going to talk about Claire Lydon because she has her London, London something romance anyway and all of those books are like friends so they're like interconnected characters and they were like night because I was like oh that's a series and they're like no no they're all different couples so yeah they're all standalone so I kind of thought that this would work but I think because I'm also capturing the fantasy reader there's a disconnect between what fantasy readers expect in terms of like a continuous series and then what sapphic readers expect which is standalone books (sighs) so yeah, annoying. It's yeah. A, it's an it, one thing I'm annoyed about is that you have done so much thinking and planning for this, but this is something that you wouldn't have known until you're standing in the market doing the work. Yeah. It, it the other thing for me is like I have that activator who's like, right, new series, new chance, but competition is still licking its wounds. <laughs> <laughs> that we didn't see we saw explosive growth yeah but then we put out mm-hmm. and so competition's like well it's their fucking point <laughs> let's do something else like you know so i've also got that kind of like motivational jar like jarring against like the two different strengths like sort of activator strategics like yeah we could like this is a whole new chance a whole new thing you know blah blah, blah. and then yeah and then the other part of me is like <laughs> tantrum but then we feel better after a tantrum, right? <laughs> so, so yeah, you are, I think those are the things yeah. I've learned. And you are into the next series. You've started the next series. I have started. I wasn't going to. A naughty little girl, me, started a new series. I am surprised. I yeah, I don't I don't remember you saying that that would happen by the next time we talked. <laughs> it wasn't going to. I was going to be doing courses. Um, and I have worked on it. And I have worked on them. Um, And I just don't want to right now. Like I need to, I am going to do it. I have more or less done it, Um, but it's, it's just not right now. And, and and I'll do it later. So yeah, I'm just following the joy. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm following the joy. And and Ruby, look, don't get me wrong. Ruby is making the money, more money than Sasha right now. So, yeah. you know, it's not like she's doing terribly, but some of us are extraordinarily competitive. <laughs> the, you know? the, most, the most competitive person I've ever met. And that says a lot because I have known some competitive people and I'm quite competitive, but nothing, nothing like you. And that is, it's such a boon. It's like your superpower, but also I could imagine it just being your biggest stressor yeah, as well. For sure. 
Yeah, yeah. When it's being an arsehole, you know, like whenever, like when it's being an arsehole, it's 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 really being an arsehole. But then the rest of the time, it's like the best thing in the world because I have unlimited resources of motivation and drive and energy and like all of the rest of it. But then I tell you, when it has a tantrum, <laughs> tantrums like the best of them, right? Obviously, because it has to go the extra mile. <laughs> Remind me of where your positivity is low really oh my gosh so low yeah but that's the I thing was picturing like, that like coloring in some of these things positivity for me and i know i know i know some people don't love it when we talk about the strengths but but we not? could well i just, yeah. just heard a couple of people say i don't understand the clifton strengths and i'm like i know but sasha and i sorry about that we're going to talk yeah. about them so yeah. but a lot of them we will always explain if they are weird but competition is exactly what it sounds like and and both Sasha and I are high in it. And positivity is exactly what it sounds like. Except I can't remember. Mine's very high. Um, but what it does is it colors everything around it. So mm. my activator and my achiever, which are exactly like they sound, my positivity says you can start more things and you can finish more things because you got this girl. And it's- Oh, competition often- does that. Yeah. Okay. So that's what does for that me, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Competition's like- um, Oh, that's like a, a double marathon. Yeah, no worries. Like, I'm like, no, <laughs> never run a mile. You got, you got yeah. this. You got, yeah, you yeah. got it. You got it, babe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, my positivity is at 22. So it's definitely not like that. Soft. Okay. Yeah. It's like, look. That is but so yeah, funny because I, I did I, sign up for a marathon after having never wow. run even a mile. And then I ran two marathons and like four no. half marathons. Yeah. And then I oh, never, I I'd never run a mile. I, like you, in, in America at the time I was growing up, you had to pass the, uh, what is it called? The presidential fitness thing. And you had to run a mile. And I tried it four times. You had to do it in under 10 minutes. And I tried it four times and coached a Nike just screaming at me and I couldn't do it. And finally he like lied and checked me out. I couldn't even run a mile in, in high school. And then I ran a, and two marathons. <laughs> That's positivity. That's <laughs> That's also competition. It will only ask me a little bit Oh my God, that is the most epic thing I've ever heard in my life. That's really made my day. That's actually brightened me. <laughs> the oh, stupid things we do it. because we believe our brains, but the amazing yeah. things we do because we believe our brains. You know, I think that, yeah. don't you think that that's a special thing? Clifton Strengths aside, like that's a special thing that writers have is this, this hope that does not die. It never, it never dies. If it dies, we don't hear from that person again. They they disappear. And that does happen to some people. But but for the people that I know and the people that listen to our shows, you know, we have hope that we can make a book. And oh my God, it's the best book. And oh my gosh, then it's gonna sell. I'm gonna do this with it. And if it doesn't do what we want it to do, oh, I'm I'm hopeful for the next one. I can't wait to do this next idea. I find it's a cycle for me. So like every t- and okay so this is the other reason i found this week tough as i started a new book and even though i have activator and i very much like a fresh start the only fresh start i don't like is the start of a novel <laughs> Literally <laughs> it's, hate it. the- it's so hard it is for me it is other people love it but for me it is so hard so painful and my brain is so good at hello command hello self-assurance at, at telling me I will never, ever be able to write 5,000 words in a day ever again. You know, like <laughs> everything is the end of the world. Like I, I'm so good at being dramatic. I am really amazed that that isn't my number one strength. Um, and <laughs> at least I know, at least I'm self-aware, okay? Like I know I'm dramatic at times. Um, and the start of the book is one of those times. And I really, I was like... T- texting like for fuck's sake I'm just it. I'm gonna write today um and then you know what like I had a very good night's sleep and then I wrote 4k and everything oh. was fine and I was just like why why must it be so hard at the beginning and then literally it's like the characters open their arms and they're like okay we realize you're not actually going to quit this so we'll just give you the story and then you get the story and then you can write it and it's like really I'm a I wish my characters did that. I'm going to come borrow some characters of yours. Geez, my characters are always like, you know, like I get to the page and they're all asleep in corners and they have no interest in whether they're drunk from the night before, no interest in talking to me. And that's like an entire first draft. Oh, <laughs> but you like editing and I hate editing. I worship 
revision. It's the only yeah. thing that makes writing worthwhile for me. And I didn't oh, always used to yeah. feel that way. Like I used to be the person who who d- hated everything. <laughs> I don't think I've ever really loved a first draft. Oh, and that's not fair. That's not fair. We, we You and I are both exaggerators because we are dramatic. Yeah. And I love saying oh, things completely. like I've never loved a first draft. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, when yeah. I was drafting Seven Miracles, um, that I just let go. And I just had fun. And that was one of the most pleasant experiences of, and that was a pleasant revision. Well, revision is always awesome, but like that. So it can happen. It can happen for mm, me. Mm, mm. Yeah. But I'm never going to write four or 5k a day. No, no, no. I've, I've written a couple of books in 4k spanks and nah, not fun for me. It feels like a very natural rhythm. Yeah. If it's, it's your pace. Yeah, I think it is just because it's yep. not like I'm doing that month on month off. You know, I've actually only written three books this year. I've just yeah. written them extremely quickly once I've got yeah. to the page. But yeah. then there's months in between of like hoarding yeah. scenes and, you know, building shit in your brain and all of the rest of it. So um, I do think next year will be a more productive year. I will have more of my own time. And so I do, um, I think if I don't, write five books <laughs> might have a different conversation come December next year um but yeah I would I will be dramatic at the end of the year <laughs> don't write five um but we'll see because yeah I average three a year so far but this will be the first full year that I've had more time so that's so exciting yeah. over the course yeah. of my career I think I've averaged like 2.3 books a year but what's funny about that is I'll go for two or two years without a book and then I'll put out four, you know, that, that oh, kind of, without, without them coming out. And like, I haven't had a release in two and a half years now and boom, boom, boom. They're lining, they're lining up. It's so, so funny how that happens. Yeah. I, I am kind of the same, like, and, and so over the course of the years, it, there has been periods, like I didn't launch a non-fiction for four years and yeah. now I've done three in a year. Yeah, so, you know, it's like it's 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 weird how it works. But but next year will be predominantly fiction, hopefully with a nonfiction. But yeah. Yeah. So what are you what are you doing now? Oh, I am finishing up the copy edits on the um can I, can I brainstorm titles with you really quick on the on the yeah. New Zealand on the New Zealand um memoir. So I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that, oh wait, I'm opening the wrong file here. I'm pretty sure that I'm going to call it unstuck because here's the thing. I don't want New Zealand or America in the title because most of America doesn't know where New Zealand is. And um, oh <laughs> and even just the word uh, America of any sort could turn people off. So where's my titles file here? Okay, so unstuck right now. The sub and and, and so, uh, I'm thinking about the subtitle here. <laughs> so dumb. How starting over in search of happiness changed everything, or like something like that. Um, I also like uh, explosive, um, unstuck. How I blew up my life, moved around the world, found home, happiness, and hope. I want obviously an SEO title. Um, how one move and- changed my life. How how one one my, here's another here's another problem i'd love in terms of seo and sales i'd love to get happiness in there somewhere because happiness the word happiness sells books if you look at things like publisher rocket so unstuck how starting over in search of happiness changed everything uh wait i think i may have said that one already uh yeah, one unstuck the, the yeah the quest for happiness that took a move around the world that uh did you ask Lord. gpt I did. This is this is with GPT's help. They sucked so much before. Hmm. Because they say most titles should be like six words or less. And if you have... Really? Because I'm looking at the nonfiction memoir kind of things where they get a lot of information in that subtitle. How long are they? Because obviously that's probably not talking about like, memoir like specific. Like 10 or 12 words in the, okay. in the subtitle itself. And sometimes they can be cheeky. They, I really like... Okay, that's this is helping me actually. Um, I like the short one word, and then cheeky with happiness, and this. Concept. You should also have the verb in there, right? What was the transformation? Like that's what you need because that's what you want. 
people buy nonfiction for the transformation you're going to give them. Ah, yes. Okay, this is good. <laughs> is this helping? <laughs> yes, and uh, we won't we won't belabor this, but I will. I'm gonna make. I'm going to ask, I'm going to make, I'm going to politely request that my friend chat GPT help me with that later. That's a great <laughs> idea. Cause they're, they are looking for the transformation. Yeah. Um, the, the problem with the, a memoir sometimes is that you're, you're enticing them with this idea of transformation. And then you're really talking to them about your, my own transformation. And then you've got to mm-hmm. suck them in that way. Um, but anyway, but that's so the point. Back, they learn yeah. about their own transformation yes. via your transformation. Right. Right. It's taking the lesson that somebody else learned so that you don't have to that's that's the point of any self-development book is that other people already learned the hard way so that you don't have to yeah have you read um have you read write a must must read by aj harper no get it get it let's do a little um i haven't finished it yet but let's do it let's talk about it next month okay okay oh you know what you're very busy just get it and we'll talk about it someday Okay. Um, we will not, we will not make a commitment to talk about it next month, but it's called write a must read by AJ Harper. And, you know, I, I buy the books, I buy all the books and then I don't read a lot of the books cause I've read all the books, but this one is really special. This one is AJ Harper, AJ Harper. And she okay. is a ghostwriter extraordinaire. And actually she writes for Mike, um, who wrote profit first mm-hmm. and all the business books. And so she's, yeah. And she's that one. (laughs) (laughs) And she's so she absolutely understands that the in terms of nonfiction, in terms of prescriptive nonfiction, not necessarily memoir or fiction, but the point is the reader, not the product. And it's really well written and so fun. And I'm desperate to have her on the show. So um, so I'm finishing copy edits for that. They'll get off my desk next week. I found a good proofer, a new proofer to me, but I'm excited about her. People worship her. Sending that off to her on the first. And then, so I read Write a Must Read. And then I've been thinking about everything that I have been working on for myself and trying to figure out for myself for the last two years on being a productive writer while continuing to be gentle and not be such a dick to myself. And that actually oh, gets worse. Can we done. do that? I, I I've heard rumor on the street. I mean, I've never met anybody. This is who does intriguing. It, but intriguing, right? So I've been yeah. thinking about this, and then I got this idea that I could write a book about it um, in November for Nano Rebel. I already want to read this book. Oops, sorry, I'm banging the microphone. Around I think, it, I think it's actually about this. Probably, um, um, I need to read the book more than anything. <laughs> well, and it would be expressly for people like us who because there are people who are naturally gentle to themselves and and i get so you know, much from looking and watching them what's that you know the greatest showman yeah i haven't seen it i've seen that oh. one song song a million times oh <laughs> no so it's the other song the one that goes like i'm not going to sing it but never 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 enough that one oh. that oh. is like my anthem Yes. So this book is, this book is for the never enough people because, and here's how it happened was um, I taught over the weekend at Surrey International Writers Conference, which is one of my favorite writing conferences is up in Vancouver. And I did it, you know, the virtual, uh, the virtual aspect of it, although they were also in person. And I taught a publishing class and I taught a revision class. And then I taught, they wanted another one for me. And I just threw at them um, Stop Stalling and Do Your Writing, which is an evergreen course I've had up online for absolutely ever. And then I realized that all of my ideas around stopping stalling and getting your writing done have changed from tips and tricks to get yourself to the page and make yourself do the writing to the psychology behind the emotional management that is required to get to the page in a sustainable and kind way. And the, and so I, I read it. I mean, I've just made all these slides and I had already been outlining the book a little bit in prep for nano and i just realized oh that's what this book is too so i kind of taught that and and um tested it on them and they really loved it like that's the class that people keep emailing me about and saying this has changed everything for me because i've been so angry at myself for so many years and i can let that go and that's normal and Here's some things I could do about it and showing up with full acceptance, not trying, and this is why I was bringing up earlier, but not trying to fix the emotions because I always try to fix the emotion, 
but instead I just try not to feel them mostly. Well, well, I'm, I'm an expert at that too. And we talked about the feelings wheel (laughs) and where feelings live in our bodies. For those of us who don't understand what a feeling is, I've only learned what a feeling is in the last five years. Um, I was very good at not feeling any, but, but then also, yeah, (laughs) it's a, here, I'll tell you what I learned. It's a visceral (laughs) feeling that imply that implies that there's an emotion happening in your body. So you should probably think about it. Right. Yeah. That's as far as I usually get, honestly. But but then learning that for 98% of feelings, including dread and frustration and all of these things that we feel about our writing or when we think about sitting down to do our writing, that it doesn't matter and we can just sit down and do the work anyway. And you you know that. You already know that in your soul. But um but a lot of people don't and that prevents them from getting to the page. And then what we know, what we've learned over the course of years is that if you show up through any emotion, any feeling, and you don't give the feeling weight, but you give just doing a little bit of work some weight, then mm. when you walk away from the desk, many times you feel a little bit better. And sometimes yeah, you That's exactly what happened to but, me this week. So I was really? really struggling. Yeah, really struggling. I think one day I got like 300 words and I was like, that's enough. Like, I just can't do anymore. It's just not coming yeah it will come a different day. Even though at the time I'm yeah. like, I'm never going to write another book. But like, you know, when you're like, no, I got words, therefore I will be yeah. able to do it again. Um, and then I think I got 1500 words and I was like, it's all shit. <laughs> you know, but I still turned up and I got a few more than I did the day before. Yeah. And then, um, you know, then you get more the next day and then more. And then all of a sudden you are back up to full speed. And it's deeply annoying that you were ever so dramatic for um, <laughs> at least three days. And you did have a tantrum in an email to your coach that you feel slightly embarrassed about now. But that is, that's all we learned though, is that like showing up brings the inspiration like that's how we get the inspiration for the next day and we get the energy for the next day um by showing up and actually putting hands on the keyboard that's where the ideas come that's where the inspiration comes and i know that you are an inveterate planner and your inspiration comes a lot of times before but i also will go out on a limb and say that while you are drafting you are getting more ideas you are oh yeah because this is you what know, i have you know right. i have a few post-its for right. the outline like right. you know but the real fun- exciting stuff comes when you show up and do the work no matter what you're feeling yeah and you know you cannot i always remember when you spoke to jay about um this i can't remember exactly what the to- the topic or or how you got there but jay said something um and it was like when he goes back and looks at the manuscript he can't tell yes like the good day from the bad or the you know he or the tired day from the not tired day your voice is your voice is your voice is your voice it's always the same even though you will stand up from the desk and you will swear no one has ever written worse shit than what is on the page there and then the next day you show up and you write literally the best prose that has ever happened in since you know god created the earth and then <laughs> A month later, you read over it and there you can't tell. So that literally means your brain tell. is just a liar. Your brain is, is lying. The emotions are, the, the fe- feelings are real. Feelings are absolutely fe- real, but feelings aren't facts. They're, they don't know. Well, they're, they're not telling and you the truth. they're also temporary. Yes. Which is the point. And yeah. that temporary sort of transient nature, nature of the emotion does not override the permanency of your voice. Yeah which is part of your soul and that doesn't change right so you're seeing the framework from which you are seeing your voice is transient and that's the issue because framework is everything i'm literally writing that down because that is so so good (laughs) it doesn't override the permanency of your voice and the permanency of the importance for writers to be writing and when I say yeah. you show up through every emotion and and write, I am not saying you show up every day and you do your words because things change and I am always going to miss goals. And that's another thing is learning how to set goals and miss them and be not 90% okay with that, but like 100% enthusiastic, which like, like I'm, I, I swear my students are like, Rachel, I missed the goal. And I'm like, yay, fantastic. How did it feel? Let's do it again. <laughs> this is the... Of all of the things that I have changed at from coaching, I think this is one of the big ones for me that it, that like Ellie is still trying to build resilience in me, but I feel has been the greatest shift. Like I 
there is nobody that can beat on themselves, on me. Sorry, there's nobody that can beat on me like me. Oh, yeah. And if I used to miss a goal, I mean, fuck me. It was like self-flagellation for, I would say, the most awful things to myself. Like I would I would have a, a visceral hatred pouring through my body. I didn't like, deserve I just, anything. I didn't deserve oh, kindness. I didn't deserve rest. I didn't nothing. deserve good food because I'm nope. a useless waste of yes. a human being because I missed that goal. Exactly. Yeah. And so Ellie has been working on like me just pivoting because I cannot accept, yes. I, I, I am so competitive. Yeah. It is black and white, right? Like mm-hmm. if I miss a goal, I, I can't make that better with my strengths frame. So the only thing I can do is get faster at pivoting and changing and setting the next goal. Don't you right? love so that? Because pivot is an action, is a solid, quick firm action that you can take and that must feel really good it's it's well, i i use the word rejigger but that's almost too soft for you like pivot is perfect for you exactly it has to be a pivot and but the other bit that we're still this is a bit i'm still working on is that with competition it's such an aggressive driving force that a lot of things like goals are black and white so we drive at 10,000 miles per hour towards that goal. And if suddenly that goal is gone, then it, that you know, and if I hate using black and white as the colors, let me use like red and yellow, right? Mm-hmm. If if driving forward is red, then all of a sudden when you miss that goal, everything is yellow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And red has and disappeared. It can't, it can't exist anymore because it can't you blew exist it. anymore. So yeah. then the so the so we can pivot now and get a new goal, but we're still in yellow. And so it's it's the the movement from accepting that we pivot. Okay, I can pivot now and I can set a new goal, but I then have to reignite the red. Yeah. And that's the bit that it's like we have to then I'm still working on finding what the right language, what the right deadline, what the right thing is to really hit that button so I've got the pivot I'm like 50% of the way to resilience I like got the pivot but then I need to like as quick as I can pivot now I need to hit the go button again and that I'm still I'm like say like three days behind like it takes me another three days before I can hit the go button again which okay that's very quick to a lot of people uh, and many people will take three months <laughs> some will take three years oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking like you Three minutes. Yeah. Three seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that'd be even better. Just none, actually. I'll just go, just pivot and keep going. <laughs> actually, that would um, be ideal. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I feel like I am getting to that. Like it always used to be, you know, three months or three years. If I, if I missed the red and now I'm in yellow, obviously I've failed. I live in yellow now forever. And I, and I'm going to have to be thinking about this analogy more because I really, really like it. But I feel like now when I miss the goal and I pivot, I'm sticking in red. Yeah. Yellow is out yeah. there and I know that I'm not there. I'm still And do you know what that is? That is about how kind you can be to yourself. Is it? I think I, I think, think so it has to be, right? I, I think so. I th- and you've like you said, you've been doing so much work on the kindness side. You know, and so it that is, is going to make <laughs> Yeah, it, it is work. It really is. And I think, you know, I'm uh, I've gone through the discovery of actually you're a bit of a bint to yourself most of the time, you know? So it's <laughs> We sort of had that realization and now actually oof, have to try and not be. Well, it is, but it is about practice. It is about practice. It is. Um, and I, I don't think I said this to you recently, but like the, this word practice means a lot to me. Like I practice things. I practice writing. I practice <laughs> yoga. I practice self-kindness. And then the word comes up when we hit emergency. Again, when we hit emergency, when we, hit some kind of wall that we didn't see coming. We don't make a goal. We it's some, we have some kind of health thing or whatever it is. Then an emergency is what we're practicing for. It's not just a practice, but we have been practicing for what we do when we need to do it. And I feel like late, like t- two days this week, I worked until the migraine was about to land. And usually what I will do is I will work through it until the migraine, until I can't work. And two times this week, just because it's been in my body and trying to fight to get out, but I just stopped working and I got in bed with a book. And both times, 
the migraine did not land because I, I know, I know, because, because I've been practicing listening to my body and doing what it wants. So annoying. It's like, I love it and hate it in equal measure, like, (laughs) because it is so true. And I just, like, I hate my I don't hate it. I need to rephrase that. I see it just came out immediately. I was going to say something to me and I had to stop myself. Like, I just, I am uncomfortable with the fact that I have a puny mortal skin sack. <laughs> that I'm walking <laughs> it, is challenge- it is challenging. It is challenging. It is challenging. But it's what we do, right? Like, yeah. 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 Anyway. So that is what I'm so, going to pro- hopefully be doing for for Nano and and for me oh, writing exciting. 1667 words a day every day for a month. That is that's extreme for me. Um I might do a bit of a reverse Nano. Have you ever heard of that where you front load no. like you write 4000 words the first day and 3800 words the next day so that by the end of the month you're you're really low. But um yeah, but I, I but I I want to I want to do like I need another book to be lining up on the on the tarmac but uh yeah where's your futuristic it's uh number four or five or something it's very okay high. so i'm guessing you've already thought about next year because this is the time of year where i'm like oh, i need to make plans I need to make plans all of the plans i need to do them I need to do all of them i am thinking about it i am thinking about it because i want i, I need to launch unstuck I need to like in this, you know, by the end of this year and into next year, but I need to launch Unstuck. I need to finish the other memoir that's been stuck in a holding pattern. Uh, then I'll have this new writing book. Um, then I will be working on revision for Seven Miracles, which I got back from my editor. And I think I may have mentioned to you and Marco Polo that she's like, can you have that done by March? And I'm like, oh, what? It is October. Yes, I can have it done in a week. You want it by March? So I basically, it doesn't exist to me until February 15th. But oh my <laughs> so that'll, God. That'll March. be happening. But I also got back the rights um, for my three book club fiction upmarket books from Penguin, um, Splinters of Light, Pack of the Moon, and The Ones Who Matter Most, which were really, all three of those are books of my heart. And did all three of them fail spectacular? I think. I think Splinters of Light did mediocre, but the other two, absolute abject failures, never sold. Um, but the people who read them love them. And I love them. And they're really good. And I got them back. So I will be doing something interesting with those because um, there's no, in in none of the books, there are, there are no graphic sex scenes. So I think that I can narrate them. So it's fiction. I'm going to get coaching on narrating fiction. And then I will be, doing the audio for all three books and maybe doing some kind of big Kickstarter for, and this will be something that will appeal to my broad list because these are novels that probably many of them have not read and none of them have heard. And that will be a massive Kickstarter, I think, for for me to try to do. What do you think about that? I love it. Yay. Uh, it- yeah, no, I just love all everything about it. I love that you're getting your rights back. Um, I love that next year is like, like you know how last year we picked words and stuff. I think one of yeah. your words has to be like launch or something because you're going to have like 75 things that need launching. Yes. It's very exciting. Yeah. But also, I particularly love the fiction narration. Um, and I wrote it down because there's a lady, a very specific lady who um, I have gone to approach twice and not done it um because my favorite game with atlas is silly voices and you know i've already done the the two i've done two non-fiction books and it is fun and and supposed to be having fun so i actually just need to book that coaching session because of fun um yes. so that's why i wrote it down because i was like do you know what this is about fun i need to i just need to do it for fun it's so, so yes, and it's I gonna love be so that fun. you're gonna do it yeah, yeah, I love that you're going to do that. Um, so are you going to write next year as well? Or or is it going to be mostly focusing on publishing? I think it must. It will probably be mostly focused on publishing. I think it has to be. Um, will you still do your 500 words a day? I don't know. I don't know. I've lost a little bit of steam on the 500 words a day because I did suddenly start having the feeling like, I don't know where this these words are going and I don't know what I'm doing with them. Like, and for a long time, that felt really good. That's what I wanted to do with them. And then it started to feel like a waste. So I gave that up probably right, right around. I took, when I took the trip, 
to the States and then got sick. And I've poked at it a few times, but it's not enough just for me to be journaling. I journal a lot anyway, but, um, so I, I don't know. I would like to, if I had a, if I had, if I came up with a goal, I would be doing it. And perhaps if I don't write the full book I'm talking about writing for Nano, which has no title, um, then I can keep poking that in 500 word bursts. That would be a really nice use for this because I find nonfiction easier to write in that kind of form. Mm. Mm. Okay. And I suppose we, this would be a good point as we are coming to the end to say, um, we can't say why, we can't say when, and we can't say how. But there <laughs> will be, there will be an in-person Black Heron next year. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm I am so very excited. excited. And we yeah. are only keeping it from everybody because we can't talk about it yet. But um, yeah. But we will yeah. tell you as soon uh, ASAP, but an in-person, the, 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 the I don't know if the world is ready for this. I literally, it's going to be so high pitched (laughs) that the mics just won't work. (laughs) It's 100% correct. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm very excited, but I thought that would be a lovely thing to mention this episode. (laughs) Lovely and delicious. All right, my friend. Uh, So what do you want to, do you want to talk about what you want to have done by the time we talk next time? Oh, well, I will have been to Vegas. Yes, it will be done. It will be over and you'll be able to breathe that sigh of relief. And I will. And those those go those are online available, right? Yes. Would you like to? Oh, no. No. When is this going out? I will tell you afterwards. I will tell you the title of it after after we stop recording. Okay. awesome. It is written. It is written. And I have gone through it once. Every oh. day, running up to when I go, I have to go through it now. Yeah, but. and you have, then then you've done the hardest part. You've literally done the hardest part. As long as I keep it the way that it is, and I don't sort of cut it all up because I think it's shit or something. Yeah, you won't do that. You won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you will have been to Vegas and back, and you will yes. probably have written some of your book. Uh, well, <laughs> if we talk right by the end, <laughs> then I might have written it all. <laughs> <laughs> if you have written it all oh my god oh. i mean I, you know look all i'm saying is i'd quite like to have gotten very close to the end <laughs> i love that i love yeah. that okay for me i would like to have um most of the draft of this book i'm thinking about writing written and in workaday work i would like to have the audiobook for unstuck in the can because as soon as the copy edits are done um, I can start that and I need to start that before the cicadas start for summer because those are really loud. I don't think I can, no, no matter what kind of <laughs> apparatus I set up here, those are going to be hard to drown out. So um, yeah, that's my, that's my goal. And then I will work, then I will leap into the launching of the Kickstarter. Ah, oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. That is so exciting. Yeah. All right, my friend, happy Again. month to you. Happy Halloween happy when it arrives. to you. Okay. I will see you next month. Bye. Don't forget to tune in and subscribe on your podcatcher. And when you have a moment, please leave a review.